Man, Google Chrome, what the hell happened to that thing? I did an update this week, uh-huh. and it just completely screwed the pooch now. I, ca- I cannot believe it. Oh, that, that's actually really bad news, because uh, as I've been talking about, I, I wanted to finally make my switch over from Firefox, because it's pissing me off so much. And now you're telling me I can't even go to Chrome? You can, but it's what it used to have for me, it's when I'd open the browser, there were the eight panels of my most recently visited sites or my most frequently visited sites. Right. Now what they've done is they've made those icons much smaller and put in a giant Google search above it. Okay. And they moved, they used to used to be able to tile back and forth and go to your apps page. If you ever use that Google or the Chrome app store, which nobody does. (laughs) Now they put it in your link bar, which takes up space and you can't get rid of it. Ugh. I hate it. It's just they're moving, they're pushing you, pushing you towards move, using more of their crap, and I don't want that. I just want the browser. <laughs> and well, you can't you can't go back to Firefox because Firefox is terrible. And yeah. Safari's got its its bunch of problems. So what the hell's a what's a, what's a girl to do? <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, well the browser wars. Yeah, you know, Google overlords not surprising. I just this is the same complaint I had about like iOS seven and everything being updated and moved around for for no reason. Why keep changing things? Why it, w- changing things every three months so you can push out a new version and get some publicity? That's not progress, people. New does not mean improved. Uh, yeah, that's true. Did you see the new uh, Evernote for iOS seven? I did not. I haven't uh, updated that so. Oh, my God. 100% different. Completely different. They say it's better and faster. I'm still trying to find my way around it, but it's, it, it totally flattens everything, you know. Makes it look crappy, basically. <laughs> yes. I'm not a – yeah, a, a lot of these updates for these apps are just – they're bland. It's, it reminds me of when, like, people were jumping on the bandwagon of 37 Signals style design. Yeah. And everything just started to look the same. So now we have a couple years of – all these apps looking the same. Oh, not so, a fan. so you're coming around to my way of thinking about not really liking the new visuals on iOS 7. See, I still do, but I don't like the fact that everybody's just going for that same look and feel. Why, why, you don't have to change your app. Your app's fine. I agree. You know? Why? <laughs> why? It doesn't make any sense. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is just something that happens now. Everybody updates and changes things all the time for no reason whatsoever that I can figure out. If you've got something that works, leave it be, people. Plus, we don't want to figure out new ways to have to do things every three months. It's getting really annoying. <laughs> um, so I've, been, I've been playing around because I use the, uh, the fingerprint scanner now on oh, yeah, yeah. 5S. Mm-hmm. It, uh, it works about 80% of the time. That's it? That's it. I get rescan all the damn time. <laughs> Fun. Maybe you just have I mean, weird fingers. Yeah, it could be that I'm putting them on wrong, but uh, I've scanned the whole. I, I don't know. Um, I like it for the convenience factor, you know. So if you just need to reach for it and you don't feel like typing in your code, great. Right. Um, I'm starting to. I haven't typed my actual code in in a long time, so that's good. Uh, I did find out that if you restart the phone, they ma- they make you enter your code. So don't forget it. <laughs> you know, if, you, if you're using if you're using your thumbprint over and over again, you might tend to forget your code. That's true. Yeah. So, just something to keep in mind 
for so sure. S- since you mentioned Evernote, uh, I actually saw an article, and I'm starting to wonder if somebody over at Lifehacker is listening to our podcast, because this is the third or fourth time that I've seen something that we've been discussing pop up on there. Um, they had an article that basically goes into, do you prefer paper or digital to-do lists, talks about Evernote and a bunch of the other programs that you brought up, and you know gets into people who prefer to write things down, people who prefer to use apps, et cetera, et cetera. It's an interesting little read, but you know, as Lifehacker does and all these other sites, they don't actually really say much of anything. They just go, and you can do this or you can do this. Now discuss, please, and keep reloading the page. Yeah, and the weird thing is I couldn't get the discussion to load. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I use, uh, what's this thing called? It's uh, Disconnect. And it, it often, it's a, it's a Chrome plugin that, you know, blocks a bunch of requests, the third-party stuff. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't, and I tried whitelisting Lifehacker, but it still it wouldn't, wouldn't let the discussion through. So I couldn't discuss. I wanted yeah. to see what people were saying, but I can't, so... Yeah, a lot of people came down on both sides. It's split pretty evenly between people who still prefer to write things down and people who do everything digital now. I've been doing a new thing this week. Um, we talked about online education and all that stuff. And uh, yeah. when uh, What's His Nuts from the Smart People podcast wrote in, we, told, we gave him some tips. And he was talking about Code Academy and that stuff. And I said I generally don't like those things for learning how to code. Yeah. Um, and I still kind of don't, but for... Quick primers. When I, since I already know how to code, yeah. I joined up for Toots Plus. Ah. Or, you know they've been around forever. I think Invato is the name of the parent company, but yeah, they're Toots Plus, whatever you want to call it. But it's tutorial, so Toots. I go with Toots. Um, and there's a lot of cool stuff on there. I got to say, I've been enjoying it. They're not the best tutorials, but there are hundreds and hundreds of them. So I'm you know just for fun, I'll like you know pick up a Node one and and spend an hour learning about node or ruby or whatever just for fun to kind of you know right stretch the legs as it were <laughs> but they've got um i forget who they merged with it was rockstar press i think okay because i, I got a note from rockstar press because i got a couple books from them and all their all their ebooks are now in there too so if you sign up for the monthly you can just go in download all the ebooks for like 19 bucks and get everything and then right. cancel <laughs> you know <laughs> the smart way to do it yeah yeah oh, this looks this looks pretty good i mean what's the pricing like on it compared to say like a lot.com which i'm still a big fan of i think i'm paying 20 bucks a month okay that's not too well, bad but i actually well there's a there's a discount code um from the was it maybe it's rockable i i'd have to look it up but they um they when they merged they sent me an email because i bought books from them with the code mm-hmm. they said it was for a lifetime membership but it actually wasn't which is kind of janky yeah <laughs> so i think i think i'll definitely be canceling just right. just because they they lied <laughs> um, but yeah there's really good stuff in here lots of graphic stuff after effects fo- like photoshop photography web stuff lots of web design stuff web development stuff it's cool I, yeah. I got to say, I'm liking it. Like, they're not the best, like I said, but it's still pretty good. Yeah, it looks like they're good for quick stuff too, which would have been really useful for me this week as I uh, got involved in a quick little project that involved responsive design, which is, you know, far more complicated than one would expect, especially when you're trying to uh, bring a an old school graphic designer up to speed on how how these things shrink and move around, and everything shouldn't be graphics. <laughs> yeah, media queries, our friend. Yes, it is. That was a lot of fun this week. Yeah, and I, I have actually used uh, a responsive tutorial on here. I was stuck on one one crazy thing that was driving me nuts on one of my projects, one of my responsive that w- responsive WordPress project that yeah. unfortunately still hasn't gone live yet, so I can't pimp it. Oh, um, 
Yeah, I finished it three weeks ago, and they're like, oh, maybe next week, maybe next week. I'm like, okay, <laughs> glad I rushed. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's the way of it, right? Hurry up and wait. Get it done, get it done, wait. get it done. When are we launching it? Uh, two months. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, check it out. It's it's worth it if you want to learn some stuff. And just for fun, you know, it's it's cool to just grab a grab a tutorial and spend an hour and just kind of stretch your legs. Right. You know? And, uh, oh, this thing came out today, too. I just saw this. Somebody posted it on uh, Twitter, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, we know how we talk about getting old and how much it sucks. <laughs> yeah. Trying to get jobs and all that. Yeah. Jimmy Wales is is coming out on our side and telling people basically just shut up, grow up, and and hire old people because they're smarter than you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's good advice. I mean, we've we've talked about that a lot here, and it's not just because we're the older people. It's uh, there's a lot of of value in in the experience, and it, you just can't take that away. So there you go. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it, it's a pretty cool article, and it gives uh, some good stats on like age medians for different tech companies and but it also lists uh the age of people who started stuff later in life like uh craig newmark was 42 my my personal age when he started uh, craigslist right mm-hmm. you know so hopefully it's going to start swinging back the other way and this mark zuckerberg oh well you're smarter when you're young well guess what <laughs> sometimes <laughs> not when i was um when i was going through my stuff last week and i found those you know those uh hipster pda cards from yeah. Merlin. Mm-hmm. i went back and uh i found an old old it, it was from 2007 um project that i was working on that merlin actually wrote about on 43folders.com but back when that was a thing yeah did you ever read that back in the day i did i did yeah i mean not religiously not every day but i would check it out mm-hmm. yeah so i did a 90-day project back then where it was just like Total change, total life change. I'm dropping weight. I'm doing the, you know, all sorts of stuff. And I found the old post and (laughs) I had to go back to archive.org to find my stuff because I have that nasty habit of uh, burning down the forest every time (laughs) I get a bug up my butt. Yes, the scorch and burn policy. (laughs) Yeah. So um, I'm going to link them in the show notes, but it's it's kind of interesting and fun because I'm doing it again. That's that's one of the reasons why I brought it up because I'm 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 gonna I'm going primal I'm going paleo. Okay. Do it. Have right. you I, I, do you know anybody that's done it? Has, uh, has gone the paleo diet route. Paleo diet, yeah, and they usually combine it with CrossFit training, and uh, because you know any time that you try to make such massive life altering changes, you end up uh, burning out and going back to your old ways. I would suggest a more gradual approach, Jason. See, that never works for me. The gradual okay. approaches never work. It's right. the well, basically, I do major shifts, okay, and then some of it sticks. You know, that's <laughs> right. You know, I can do anything for ninety days. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going paleo. I'm cutting out the booze, which is okay. going to be the, the the hard one, the fun one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, gotcha. Uh, paleo diet doesn't seem that particularly difficult to me, but that's stuff that I kind of like. So, um, you know, your fucking big old slab of red meat, you're all good. Yeah, I mean, I, I it's very Atkins, like you know. Yeah, it's I extremely can, Atkins. Mm-hmm. I can do a steak salad every day of the week; doesn't bother me. Right. Yeah. And and I think uh, I know a lot of people in back in San Francisco that basically just cut out wheat and yeah. have felt a thousand percent better. No yeah, bread, I mean, no I, I've I've really scaled back on that myself, and I've uh, you know gluten free, trying to well. Less gluten. I don't, I don't uh, subscribe to the all or nothing thing. I think everything in moderation. But I've certainly cut way back, and I feel a lot better. So, 
How was that gluten-free beer? Uh, it's like making love in a canoe. It's fucking uh. close to water. <laughs> oh God! Sorry, old Monty Python joke. No, <laughs> uh, it, no, it's not. It's not really that great. Um, that that's always going to be my biggest issue because I just I, I love beer and I love good beer and I love tasty beer and uh, all the kind of lower calorie or gluten free alternatives. Just uh, they don't taste like beer. So you know, there you go. But I've I've been cutting back on the booze myself. So and uh, I do love wine. So it's it's just a matter of kind of a change of mindset. It's it's weird to sit in a pub and be sipping a glass of red wine instead of a beer. But uh, it's it's possible. <laughs> yeah, it is. And uh, you know, that's that's what I'm basically going to switch over to is red wine because yeah. it's, it's it's good for you. You know, you can drink <laughs> not in the wine. amounts that we drink it. But yes, <laughs> this is true. This you, you go to you go. You know, a couple glasses a day, not a couple bottles a day. Yes, <laughs> so all, all things in moderation. Yes, two glasses. If I can, if I keep it under two glasses, I'm fine. I get a third glass, just give me the case. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's always, so it's always yeah. been the issue. So you're going to go paleo, which I think is good. I think that'll uh, that'll go well for you because I think it's going to be easy for you to stick to. Now, are, are you going to pair this with any kind of exercise regime? I'm just basically going to up my Fitbit uh, quota for the day because my my daily quota is ten thousand. I hit it almost every day. Cool. And it, and if I go under ten thousand, then I feel like crap the next day and and generally that same day. Right. Uh, so I'm going to up it to fifteen thousand. I can nice. do fifteen thousand. That's an hour and a half. It takes an hour and a half to walk fifteen thousand steps. Right. Yeah, it's not bad. Um, I I do want to break the forty thousand. My my highest badge is thirty five thousand. I but I really want to get that forty thousand badge at some point. So maybe one day I'll take a day off and just Walk. go for it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I never six hours. I never get quite up to anything close to that uh, using my moves app. But I, I'm also you know I'm doing the twelve miles of cycling, and uh, the uh, right now I'm doing that uh, the new Insanity T twenty five workouts. So. And, it's uh, insane. It is insane, but uh, you know it doesn't really log a lot of that stuff because I'm staying in one position. <laughs> yeah, I was uh, thinking of actually trying the new uh, the Fitbit. So, yeah, the hundred dollar thing is a little pricey, but I want to definitely see how they match up. And because I've always said that wrist based uh, fitness detectors are a waste of time. Yeah, and I'm, I'm really curious now that this new uh, the new chip and the new 5s is out. If somebody is going to put out a decent app that will work, but I never, I don't have my phone on me all day long, so yeah, it's one of those things where I like, I like a separate device. So yeah, I'm going to try. I, I, I don't know, it's hundred bucks. It's a lot of money, but uh, I mean, it, it comes if it's going to motivate you and you need want to do the tracking. That's that's a good thing, but uh, I don't know. You know, what's interesting the thing about the Moose app is while it doesn't catch some of the stuff that I'm doing when I'm doing kind of these. In, in one to two square feet workouts, uh, it does seem to catch, like, if I raise, if I get my knee up by my hip, it'll catch that. And it does seem to catch speed. Like, if I'm running in place, it'll count, it'll give me running credits. <laughs> so, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a weird app where it picks up some things that you wouldn't think it would, and then it doesn't pick up other things. So, yeah, that's, that's the problem. It's the, you know, you've got the accelerometer. But you've also got backgrounding, and it could be, you know, one thing I did notice with iOS seven is a lot of apps will jump out of um, like being in the front. It'll it'll put them in in swap basically and, and hibernate them. Yeah. When you just open another app, so I don't know if it was a RAM issue or what the deal is because when I'm using my my podcast player Downcast, mm-hmm. if I if I'm playing a song or playing a podcast, then go check my mail. 
and like turn the phone off and come back, it won't be on the home screen like it used to be. I right. have to go back. I have to unlock the phone and go back in the app and then hit play. Like open the app and go hit play. It's really annoying. So I don't know if that's a iOS seven issue or a downcast issue. Right. So we'll see. And hopefully Marco Arment's new uh, podcast app will just fix everything. So <laughs> I'm, lo- I'm really looking forward to that. I'm still just using the built-in baked-in Apple one. I know a lot of people that use that. I don't know how you do it. <laughs> My issue is that when we, when we test the show, like mm-hmm. at, when you send me back the test, I have to test it on the phone. Right. And make sure you're doing your job properly. And uh, <laughs> you can't, you can't uh, since I have iTunes match, yeah. I'd have to go into iTunes, upload the podcast, let it go up to iTunes match, then get it back down. It's a, it's a total mess. You can't just load in a single file when you're using iTunes match with the podcast app that comes with iTunes or comes with uh, Apple's thing. Yeah, yeah, that's, that sounds like a pain. All these yeah. changes, Jason, they just uh, they don't always work so well. Would you turn that damn thing off already? So I bit the bullet this week, and mm-hmm. I killed my I killed my LinkedIn account. Really? Canceled it completely? One hundred percent. I had three hundred and seventy three connections and tons of uh, uh, what are those little things that they do now with the um, where you can promote somebody for a skill. Oh, yeah, you get the um, recommendations or whatever they're called. Yeah, yeah. I had tons and tons, like probably 100, 100 of those for my PHP, Apache, whatever, you know, all my LAMP stuff that I've done. Yeah. And just killed it. Let it go. Right. For good. Nothing ever happened, ever. I've, been, I've had an account on there since it, the day it opened because <laughs> I knew Reed Hoffman back right. then. And mm-hmm. so I signed up to, you know, support a pal. And... Never got a single good lead. Never got a job. Nothing. Uh, All I got was spam, basically. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm on it, and uh, it's kind of I have a lot of the the same people that are my friends on on Facebook, and uh, it just seems like a big circle jerk. People write you know recos, and they're kind of hoping that you'll write one. Um, I don't see the point in it. I'm sure that there are people out there that have gotten tons of jobs, and they live on LinkedIn, and they love it, and it's fantastic. Uh, I just find it to be completely useless for me. Um, but I also just, you know, I, I don't know. I guess I'm getting sucked in by the, their hope is that everybody will just keep it because you never know. <laughs> yeah. And I try, I sent out my LinkedIn page when I went uh, job hunting a while ago, like when I went to Wikipedia and all those guys when I was doing my job hunts and nobody, none of the HR people like gave it a second. Let's like, can you just send me a copy of your resume? They didn't yeah. want my LinkedIn profile, period. <laughs> yeah. So I, if, I, if I'm going to professional HR people in San Francisco, <laughs> the hub of the tech industry, and they're like, "No, we don't want that. Send us a resume." So what right. I would do is I'd go to LinkedIn, and then there's a little print PDF. <laughs> so I'd print it out the PDF, and and just send it to them. I'm like, "Well, you could have done that yourself, you lazy ass." Uh, <laughs> so I don't know what the point of it is. I have, I don't know anybody that's got a job. Everybody bitches about it. So I just said, "Screw it. I'm done. I'm yeah, out." That's pretty smart. I think. Uh I think that's a good idea. I mean, if you've got something and it's just another time suck for you to be there and you're not getting anything out of it, to hell with it. My my buddy did a pretty cool experiment, though. It's good for social engineering and phishing testing. <laughs> he he did a uh, he did a talk at uh, DefCon, I believe, DefCon or Black Hat, where he went and uh, spammed uh, people with top secret clearance and got them to give up like secrets. <laughs> it was, right. It's really interesting. He had to go to the EFF to get like approval and take things out, but you can use it for trolling pretty well, I guess. That's, that's your thing. So. Yeah, yeah, and, I, and definitely, I found like people that like 
back way when I used to work uh, for other people rather than running my own company, you know, coworkers that I worked with at the time that I couldn't stand that want to be connected. And I'm like, well, why, 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 why? I don't get it. So anyways, yeah, I, I've, I hardly ever pay attention to it. Every now and then I look and somebody's given me a recommendation and I can tell that they're kind of just doing it because they want recommendations back. And I'm, I just, I, I can't be bothered with that. Yeah, totally. So, no offense Kill- to anybody that's written me a recommendation. I of course appreciate it, but, <laughs> but why? But What's why? What's what was the point? I don't get it. So, yeah. And uh, speaking of uh, you know your jobs and doing them, as you mentioned earlier, I think everybody probably noticed we had some audio problems last uh, week's episode because my computer blew up in the middle of it. Um, that's been quite the process. Uh, it's funny because after I told people about what had happened, everybody's immediate reaction was, "Are you just going to go get another computer?" Uh, because that's how everybody thinks now. Sure, I'm just going to go spend another $3,000 on a computer when I'm 99% sure that I've blown a power supply. So my immediate thought, because you and I grew up in the day where we put together our own computers back in the day, we would order parts piecemeal and put them together and build them and uh, do them exactly to our specs. I'm I'm relatively comfortable with all that. I still remember how to do it. Uh, The thing is, I don't have the time. So my thought was, okay... You know, I'm I'm pretty comfortable with this, and I thought people were crazy for telling me to buy a new computer. I'm not going to spend three thousand dollars when I know it's pretty much just the power supply. Uh, problem is, I was under deadline for a project, so I didn't have the time to like run down to Fry's, buy a new power supply, come back and install it myself. I figured, well, no problem. I don't really know a PC tech around here. I asked around; nobody really had a good one. Screw it, and you're going to hate this. I'll just call the Geek Squad because it's a big corporate you know, computer repair place. I figured, no problem. They'll, of course, just come over here. I'll have to pay them for it, but they'll come over here and put in a new power supply. Called them. Um, We don't do that. What do you mean you don't do that? What? Exactly. We will not... (laughs) You can take your computer... He said specifically, that sounds like a serious problem. I'm thinking in my mind, it's a power supply. It's not a serious problem. It's You take it out and replace it. It's four screws. It's four four screws. It's four (laughs) screws and a couple connectors. Come on. This is not a serious problem. Uh, so they basically told me, no, they will not come out to my place. Uh, they will not look at my computer at my place. They will not bring out a power supply, even though I gave them the model number. And uh, they will not come and install it. My option would be to bring it to one of their stores, where they will then ship it to one of their repair facilities, and in two to three weeks, I will get my computer back if it is just a power supply. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, I, see, I, told, I told you they were bad, but even I didn't know they were, they were that bad. That was pretty insane. I was a little surprised. Uh, so basically, the Geek Squad now pretty much just deals with like stupid software user errors, and they will teach you the, the problems of your ways. Otherwise, you'll be waiting two to three weeks to get any piece of equipment back. So and, this, while they're, and while they're doing it, they'll steal all your information and all your pictures yeah, and post yeah, it and online. And, exactly. And then all of a sudden, those private little shots that you took that you thought were nobody would ever see are on online uh so next step was then go ahead and just do a quick search and catch some yelp reviews i found a guy that was local called him told him he got immediately that i actually knew what i was talking about so i didn't get the 100 page questionnaire that you get with geek squad or anybody else you know have you tried powering it off have you tried unplugging it blah 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 look i know what i'm doing it's the power (laughs) supply the power supply blue i need a new power supply uh he came over same day put in the new power supply unfortunately found another problem which i guess when the power supply blew for whatever reason the circuit board the controller board on my main hard drive also blew 
Oof. Now that became an issue, but this guy knew what he was doing. Uh, and he had contacts that knew where he, what they were doing. He called one of his buddies. Yep, I got that same circuit board. 45 bucks. Sure, I'll take it over there tomorrow. He took it over there for me. Guy put on a new circuit board another day later because I had some other stuff to do. Guy came back over here, installed it, plugged it up and running. Boom, done. 200 bucks as opposed to 3000 completely working computer. Didn't lose any data. Didn't have to spend two days reinstalling software et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, one big point for this is still not a throwaway cu- culture. Things can be fixed. Well, <laughs> you, don't, you don't have an iMac. <laughs> That's true. I, I am still on PC. And another big point for PC is that you can actually get these things back up and running, assume, assuming it isn't too bad of a problem. But uh, yeah, I mean, everybody else's immediate reaction was, okay, well, guess you're just going to have to buy a new computer. Uh, that's not always the case, people. So... Although my, I reaction, do, my reaction was switch to Mac, but <laughs> well, I mean that is something. This is definitely pushing me to start making the switch over. It's just I knew I had you know deadlines on projects and I wasn't quite ready. So, but I'm going to start the process immediately. Well, next time you have a deadline and your computer blows up, then just hire me and I'll I'll take care of it while you sit around and <laughs> go go to the beach and do whatever the hell you do down there. Right. <laughs> Now, I do have one other comment, and this is just a personal grumpy thing. Oh, look, another random tangent. What the fuck is up with repair people and their need to be so chatty? They talk so much. It doesn't matter what it's for. I've had plumbers over. I've had electricians over. I've had computer repair guys over. The reason I am hiring you to come to my place to fix something is because I am busy. I do not want to sit with you while you're repairing it and have a fucking conversation shut up fix my stuff let me pay you and get out this is why i'm paying you well they, they want they want you to know exactly what you're getting your money's worth for or you know your money for i suppose so but i you know this guy just wanted to get into it and start talking about the new adobe editions and showing me how much he knows about computers and i'm just like i'm working here yeah <laughs> so there you yeah, go. So you, so you please do the same and yeah. get yes. out of my house. You, you get to work too. Fix my little computery thing uh, that I could have done myself, but I'm paying you to do it because I'm busy and stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, we're back up and running and it's all very good. And again, I always tell people, you know, when something goes wrong, don't immediately just throw it out and buy something new because that's what everybody wants you to do now. In the news, Google turns 15 years old today. We can almost drive. Maybe next year we get the Google car. It it really feels like it's older than fifteen, though. That's what uh, that's what does it to you. Fifteen? Well, I mean, yeah, I guess. I don't know because I still well, I still remember Alta Vista. So, <laughs> well, yeah, I, I totally remember Alta Vista and uh, Lycos. Remember the old Lycos? Ask Jeeves. Of course, um, yes, yes. I remember when Google first came out and it was the little kid on the block. But uh, now fifteen, grown some hairs. Dropping some balls. Voices deepening. <laughs> Pockets deepening, too. <laughs> that, too. Maybe they should buy Skype and fix it. That um, would be nice. <laughs> yeah, because I, I could have sworn I was still at my first job in L.A. in 95 when it came out. So that, that timing doesn't work there. So, man. Okay. Right. Yeah. Well, either, 15. Either, Happy either birthday. Either way. Old. <laughs> Very old. We, were, we lived in a world pre-Google. Yes. <laughs> Pre-everything. Yeah, pretty much. So yeah. They've got a cute little uh, Google Doodle up today. I think I got 190 points. Uh, <laughs> I have not uh, played it yet. So uh, It's a pinata. Oh. 
Cute. Speaking speaking of old stuff, mm-hmm. do you remember Cosmo.com? Of course I do. That was the, the place to go for ice cream and porn at two in the morning. <laughs> that's what you or, that's what you ordered from Cosmo. It was ice cream and porn at two in the morning, and they would deliver it and <laughs> deliver it. I loved that service so much. I spent so much money on them because I was that's back when I was making a ton of money at an ad agency, right? Doing doing movie stuff, and every night I would order my dinner from Cosmo with a new DVD. That's why I had that. I had a twenty five thousand dollar DVD collection. Talk about a waste of money. <laughs> I, I I mean I had. Got 500 DVDs at one point. Um, and they would bring me a new one every night. I would just go to Cosmo. I'm like, ooh, what's out today? Right. They would bring me a movie and like ramen and uh, whatever <laughs> I was going to make that night in my bachelor pad in Hollywood. <laughs> and I loved them so much, I named a cat after them. Oh, isn't that cute? I tried to get one of the messenger bags on eBay, but I couldn't find a decent one. So I had a bike helmet for a while. Ended up giving it away because it was stupid to have a Cosmo bike helmet since it was just an orange bike helmet with a sticker on it. <laughs> but they had those Vespas. That's what the one thing. They had the cool messenger bags that said mm-hmm. Cosmo on them, and they drove those orange Vespas. Right. And it turns out they're coming back. Well, apparently the, the tech, tech is booming again. Yeah. So... Well. Yes, because I actually just uh, read a really great article on Salon, which mentioned Cosmo coming back and kind of a chuckle, chuckle. Look, even one of these dinosaurs is coming back because things are booming so well, especially up in San Fran. Uh, The article, Why We Hate the New Tech Boom, Our New Masters Aren't Going Away and Neither Is a Two-Tiered Employment World, Which Makes Inequality Worse. Um, Basically, this just is a lot of of what we've been talking about when we were talking about Lanier's Who Owns the Future book. Siren servers, uh, you know, a couple people, power centralized, uh, all the money going into a few people's hands, uh, disruption of massive industries to benefit a few and fire a bunch. Uh, but it really kind of gets into this This guy who wrote the article obviously lives up in San Fran and is very involved. Um, he is saying that there is the feeling in San Francisco that not only is it booming right, right now, but we see a big crash coming again. Yeah, I don't know about that crash, unfortunately. <laughs> I wish it would happen because um, I would honestly like to be able to go back there at some point <laughs> if I wanted to and get an apartment. But you can't. You can't. Um, I had a friend who was just telling me the other day, she worked at Apple. This mm-hmm. is a girl that worked at Apple. Yeah. And she had to quit Apple and leave San Francisco because she couldn't afford to live there. Yeah. Uh, rents are it, absolutely absurd there. Yeah. And it's, I don't know, it's just a bunch of douchebags now. I don't, I, I want it to go back to the way it was. But, and it's crazy. The Soma part of town, which is where they're saying is like the highest rents because that's where all the startups are. Nobody ever lived there. I don't know anybody that ever lived in Soma. I, I did when I went back this last time. But when I first went out there in like 2006-ish or whenever, whenever – no, that was 2004. Um, it was – nobody lived in Soma. It was a, it was a shithole. <laughs> and it's all right. been gentrified now. And that's where all the the cool kids live. It's it's so bizarre, it's so bizarre. But right. I don't I don't know if this this bubble is going to end because yeah. everybody's making everybody's making money now. Apparently. They weren't making money before. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I, I'm definitely seeing it here in Venice too. I mean, Venice is now what they call Silicon Beach. It's very similar feel to what I'd imagine the Bay Area feels like right now. Rents are skyrocketing. Google's moved in. Uh, you know, $5,000 a month rent up and down this area, which I don't understand how anybody can afford. But apparently, I mean, Google's paying people somewhat decently. But you're just blowing all your money on rent to be in the area. 
yeah, it it still turns you into basically a surf, you know. Yeah. It's not- which is kind of what this article is saying and what Lanier was talking about too. It's all the big money is only going to a handful of people. Everybody else is getting, you know, the scraps and and the the perks that make them feel like they're doing great, but they're not really doing great. They're not going to have anything to show for it when they get fired or they quit and try to do something else. Yeah, I mean that's uh, that's why I'm still broke. I used to make a ton of money, and I spent all my money on on nice places to live, which I didn't have to back then. Now you have to. I was just an idiot. These yeah. these people are forced into it, you know. Yeah. And there's there's not that many cheap options up there. If you look at, uh, um, even Oakland is having the same problem now because everybody's going over to Oakland to get a place, and the rents are going up there like off the off the charts. Yeah. So I don't know why I just. Every, we need a new San Francisco or a new Silicon Beach or whatever. We need a new town that's cheap, like like maybe in Montana. <laughs> well, we need we need a new model that these these tech companies should be following, which isn't draining all the money into a few pockets. Let's talk a little more even distribution, people. How so? Describe. Pay your employees well. Don't disrupt entire industries so that you replace it with just three people working. Figure out a way. I don't know. If I could solve that, I, w- I would be doing it, and I'd be heralded as a hero. <laughs> I don't know. I think these people are getting paid well. <laughs> They're getting paid, I'm sure, at least $125,000 a year. And if, if you can't make it on $125,000 a year, then, you know, there's something definitely wrong. And the big problem with San Francisco is they've got so many fucking millionaires from Facebook. And, I mean, it was 200 millionaires in a day that were pushed right. into, the, into the economy. Right. And you've got the Google millionaire. There's too many damn millionaires. And why aren't I one of them? Damn it. <laughs> or me. I know. I got it. Yeah. I'm right there with you. <laughs> I wrote enough software to, to earn my place in there, but nope. Well, you know, that that was a lot of, um, uh, who's, gosh, what's the guy? The 10,000 uh, hours guy. Malcolm Gladwell. Gladwell wrote about, too. It's, it's, a lot of it was timing. We, we were mm-hmm. in between the, the, the humps. You know, we were, we were too late for the very first burgeoning grasp to, to make the millions. And then... You know, we, we were right there in that fallow period where we did really well for ourselves, but we had no chance of, of really making the huge breakthroughs. And then a little too old and too jaded to hop on board that second round. Yeah, that's the problem. Too jaded. Too yep. old and too jaded. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Well, yep. ha- happy to happy thoughts. Happy, happy thoughts. thoughts. <laughs> Speaking of happy thoughts. Uh, naked statues. Naked stuff. Naked stuffs. <laughs> There's a there was a post on the ACLU blog about uh, how one of their Facebook posts got pulled because there were some naked boobies that they took a picture of on a statue in a public park in Kansas. Right. And so they put up a, a post saying, oh, you know, Facebook needs to have better privacy or uh, appeal processes and why, you know, corporations taking over all this crap whatever i really couldn't care less about that stuff it's it's facebook it's their service they're going to do what they're going to do this is yep. not this is not you know yeah you, there's no recourse here my problem is this is the aclu and this is the technology liberty and national security section of their blog mm-hmm. the the author who is an attorney <laughs> he's a staff attorney for the aclu his name is lee rowland or roland um made that that mistake that drives me mad he can he confused blog and blog post okay intermittently he called a blog post a blog right and a, and it still mentioned blog post it's just one of those things this is just a total it's like the difference between gif and gif almost it's a it's, it's a pet peeve for you 
Yes. It, no, it's not a pet peeve. It made me want to tear my skin off. This is a lawyer for the ACLU. Know the difference between a blog and a blog post. A blog is the collection of posts. <laughs> God damn it. Sorry, I'm getting grumpy now. I'm pissed off. Okay. It's, it's, these are smart people. They should know better. Know the difference. A blog is a collection of posts. A blog post is an individual item that you post on your blog. That's it. Okay? We're done. I'm, I'm, I'm just annoyed by the fact that the ACLU spent and wasted time and money on this because it is Facebook and they own it and they can do whatever the hell they want. Yeah, this is, this is not a democracy. No. <laughs> it's, it's somebody's corporate property and they can literally do whatever the hell they want. Right. If they were paying for it, sure, you'd have, a, you'd have a choice. But you can also leave. You don't have to post it on Facebook, so don't bitch about it when they take it down. You know, they've got, they've got booby recognition software. Yes, they do. God, I, I could use that. <laughs> it's called the Internet. It's, that's all it is. There's, there's boobies everywhere. Just Google yeah. booby. <laughs> oh. So yeah. on a happy note, the, uh, the, finally, finally, the FAA is going to let us play with our computers while we're taking off. Okay. You don't think this is a good idea. I think this is great because I hate the music that's on the built-in system, and I like to listen to music when I'm taking off. I like to get pumped up, listen to some Rammstein, you know, <laughs> as, we're, as, we're, as the engines rev up. I want to, dun, 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 you know, get um, in the mood. Yeah, I don't necessarily think that this is an absolutely great idea. I, I, I fly Air Canada a lot, and they're smart enough, and they figured this out a little while ago. They don't let you use your own devices anymore, but they do turn on the movie system before you even take off, so you can happily plug in your own headphones and, uh, and start watching movies. Um, this, is gonna, this is one of those things that makes me sound um, elitist a little bit. Uh, I never thought that this, the ruling had anything to do with our actual electronics. Maybe way back in the day when cell phones were like the size of a fucking minivan, um, there were was, there was some issues, but certainly not in the last five to ten years. The, our electronics do not disturb any of their systems. I, I never thought it was about that. For me, it was always, and I think most people felt this way too, it's because takeoffs and landings are, are the most dangerous plight, statistically the most dangerous times in a flight um if anything is going to go wrong chances are it's during those two periods yeah seven minutes seven minutes on either side yep and uh my whole thought on it was that this is just because they want people to be aware and not off in their own world so if something does happen we can get the fuck up and get out of the plane or do whatever needs to be done and when people plug in and lose themselves in their own stuff they, they they get sucked into the me 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 world and they're not paying attention and i'm perfectly capable of multitasking um but most people aren't most people are fucking stupid and i think this is a bad idea because of that because i don't want everybody in that plane completely tuned out if something does happen i'm fine wait seven minutes people you can wait seven minutes well here's here's the the other issue with the safety side Mm -hmm. um in a crash situation, they usually come around and take everything, glasses, jewelry, because when you're flying at 500 miles an hour and you yes. suddenly stop, those are all projectiles. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of iPads that are going to start slamming into people. And, yeah, whatever. I don't care about that. So, part. If, I'm, if I'm crashing, I'm, the last thing I'm worried about is an iPad hitting me in the back of the head. I worry about <laughs> my ass hitting the ground. You know, yeah. there's a so, big difference. So I agree 100%. You know, it's great to be able to listen to your own music. It's it, It's been a stupid reason that we all know wasn't true that they were giving us for not letting us do it. But I think you see my point as well. I do see your point. I do. I, I understand it, but I would like the choice personally to listen to my Rammstein when I'm taken off. Gotcha. Period. Yeah. 
You know, if, if they want if they want to change that, have better music on the damn systems. <laughs> Virgin America does, has the best in-flight entertainment system, and you can listen to some good music when you take off and land. So I approve of them. Or you can watch our friends over at Boing Boing on their TV. Um, but <laughs> that's the only airline, and they don't fly from Pittsburgh. So or, Chicago, or they, now they do fly from Chicago, so that's good. Yeah. But anyway, if I'm going to some place that doesn't have Virgin America, I want to listen to my my phone. That's it. Right. Or a podcast like ours. <laughs> Yeah, listen to us. <laughs> what we're so, telling people who are already listening to us. I know. Kind of You're already point. listening to us. Take off your headset, put it on the person's next to you, and just say, this is really good. <laughs> yes, lie to a stranger. Lie yes, to a stranger. Lie Dave. to a stranger, Dave, <laughs> just for us. So, uh, I don't know. So, hey, speaking Brian, of, uh, Brian make, go make me a sandwich. <laughs> I have to make 300 of them before we do a podcast together? Uh, yes. That's it. Yeah, this story drove me absolutely batshit. Um, this, I, I I just I didn't I didn't see it, so we're, we're uh, have to speak you know this it. is, it's it has nothing to do with the story itself. Uh, this is like the proverbial uh, straw that broke the camel's back, as it were. Uh, it's another bullshit fluff story that went completely absolutely bonkers viral. Some woman is engaged, and the husband said, probably as a joke, would be my guess. Um, you know, I will I will marry you, but I want you to make me three hundred sandwiches first, so that you know I'll know that you you'll be a woman or whatever, or you'll be able to give me sustenance. Or hell, I fucking love sandwiches, and if I'm going to spend the rest of my life with you, say I lose my arms, I want to make sure that I keep getting my sandwiches. Who knows? But she wrote some blog story about it, and it got picked up and became the big deal. You know, everybody on Twitter, feminist pigs, blah, blah, chauvinist, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, we have serious things going on in the world. Uh, An article going in-depth about Syria will get, like, five-page views. This, well, a couple thousand, and then there's op-eds coming about it on either side, and then we can put up another article about how that op-ed is wrong and what's wrong with that person, and then she's on the Today Show the next day, and, you know, publicity's agents and fucking PR people and social networking experts are losing their minds trying to get a piece of this because it's so viral and oh my god we're going to get her to write a book and we'll get her a book deal and nobody is going to fucking remember this in three weeks and this is what I hate about internet culture right now in a nutshell in a nutshell (laughs) or in in a sandwich in a Monte Cristo Monte Cristo (laughs) oh man yeah it's it I mean I I hear what you're saying and normally my, my response would be well don't read it. But yeah, but unfortunately, I'm 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 with you now. The problem is, it just ends up everywhere because everybody is desperate for their page views and trying to make a buck and make a cent or two. Plus, people leap all over th- this and smell the money, even though there's no money here because nobody's going to buy a book from this person. She's been doing a blog. How much is has she made a cent off of it? Probably not. Whatever. This is a so non-story. It's a fluff little thing that like used to be passed around in emails. Look, there's some girls writing a blog about right, making 300 sandwiches so she can get married. End of story. Instead, it's everywhere. Well, I mean, this, this just goes to the breakdown of culture in our society with the Internet. And, you know, it's been driving me mad for quite some time. I've, I've, I stopped reading the news recently just because it is so fucking vapid. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm reading literature now books uh, just to get that that <laughs> cultural feeling back mm-hmm. i even started reading comic books again and i've railed against old guys reading comics and talking about it on the internet it's like aren't there about 500 podcasts about that oh there's way too many so i'm, <laughs> I'm just i'm just rereading sandman which if you ever need to read a comic just go read that one and 
it'll blow your mind. Right. But uh, something, something different, something that's, you know, got substance. This yeah. is not, this is, this is, these are potato chips. This is the, the potato chip culture. Yeah. You know? it, which drives, it drives me insane that this stuff is what actually pops and it gets on TV shows and it gets everywhere. And, it's such a non-story and nobody cares. And like I said, in two to three weeks, everybody will forget about it until the actual marriage where if she's really smart, she will make sandwiches as the catering. And then she might get a little publicity again and everybody will pass that around and go, oh, ho, ho, you remember this story from a long time ago? Here she is at her wedding. She made all the sandwiches. And, and then, then, yeah, then she'll be celebrity again. rehab. <laughs> exactly. I'm so. the sandwich girl. <clears throat> yeah, so uh, that just really got to me this week and, and made my made me want to tear my skin off. I was just, I can't take the huff poization of our world anymore. Well, if you uh, listen to Seymour Hirsch, who mm-hmm. is a Pulitzer Prize winning journalist, uh, he agrees. Wait, and what's a journalist? Thinks, we don't have those anymore. We really don't have, well, no, you know what? We do, and they're in, they're in Europe. It's called The Guardian. Okay. <laughs> um, that's all that's left. Yes. Uh, he, he basically says, fire everybody. Get yeah. rid of them. Yep. Fire everybody and promote the people that make you uncomfortable and won't listen to orders, <laughs> which is great advice. And nobody's going to do it. No, probably not. No. It's interesting. He's got a book coming out. I will link to a piece in The the Guardian that came out today. And it's funny. I, I found this. I, I follow Glenn Greenwald on Twitter, and he linked to it. And he's like, if there's one thing you need to read today, go read this. And it's true. It's It's a really good piece about how journalism is broken and how all the mainstream outlets are, you know, on their knees to the white house and just post the, the rhetoric of the day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, what I hope really happens is that this comes out on Amazon and, uh, Amazon CEO, Jeff Bezos reads it because he just bought a paper and maybe he should, uh, put his money where his mouth is and, and do exactly what, what Hirsch is recommending here. Well, actually, he calls out the Washington Post in here on in uh, in one sentence. Um, oh, yeah, he, he was wondering why the Washington Post wouldn't post the um, the Snowden files until the Guardian was going to do it, so they had somebody to you know do it with. <laughs> you know, it's like <laughs> I don't I don't want to go in the haunted house. Will you come with me? I'm scared. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, journalism is dead, and and people are are trying to do it to make a buck, or they're. Who knows? Uh, it needs to change because uh, it's certainly driving me crazy. Uh, just stop reading the news, you know. <laughs> That's yeah. it. Well, I mean, I stopped watching TV news ages ago. Every now and again, I'll pop on Al Jazeera or CNN if I have to watch CNN. Right. But there's there's nothing on. Yeah. It's done. Yeah, it's done. Comment of the week. All right, so we have a comment of the week. Actually, it's a bit more of a homage, I guess, um, or fromage. Let me go on a fromage. Uh, I'm going to go off on a quick tangent first. Uh, As much as we bitch and moan about Facebook, uh, I've got to say there are some pluses um, because the homage of the week actually comes from uh, Facebook and and one of my friends, and he's 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 he was one of my old Disney buddies when I was 16 years old, and we all ran around like goss around Disneyland, and I haven't seen him in at least 20 years. So the cool thing about Facebook is that you actually do kind of find and reconnect with, with people like that, even if you'll never see them in person. He's a really funny guy. We, we like each other's statuses. We comment every now and then. And Facebook is great for that kind of stuff, I've got to say. So, so you know, a rare thumbs up for Facebook from the Grumpy Old Geeks for this kind of stuff. Okay, boys. Reel it back in. But back to the comment of the week. Um, 
He put up a status update, which is really quite funny. And here it is. Uh, Within five years, there will be only four sections in the Huffington Post. Side boob, under boob, inner boob, and post baby boob. And I just thought that was hilarious, and I liked it immediately. And then the homage comes from, he he did a follow-up status. Uh, Brian, the status was honestly inspired by a rant you did on one of the Grumpy Old Geeks podcasts. Good stuff. Well, thank you, Tim. Thank, thank you very you, Tim. much. Thank you Glad very you much. Like it. And uh, your your comment was quite funny. Good job. I wish I would have thought of that when we were recording. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna post a link to. Uh, speaking of side boob, I'm gonna post a link in the show notes. You have to just go. You, I'm not gonna tell you what it is. <laughs> well, it's actually the, well the 15 hottest side boobs of the VMAs. But you should go click on it, and uh, it's it's it'll give you a chuckle. And that's, all all, that's all I'm gonna say. We all need a good chuckle. Mm-hmm. And they're not man boobs. So I just want to throw that out. They're not Damn. man boobs. Damn it. It's time in the balls. Brian? Yes. Who is John Galt? <laughs> well, John Galt is one of the main characters in Atlas Shrugged. Atlas Shrugged, the uh, the novel by Ayn Rand that every college student must read. As and, uh, <laughs> Yes, and most people go into a brief phase uh, believing in her philosophies. Like the Tea Party? Mm-hmm. They, yeah. they 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 ta- well, they drag her out. Well, that's, that's not so much a brief phase for them, but uh, <laughs> yes, unfortunately, we've we've all gone through it. I've read the book several times uh, myself. Loved, yeah, loved it the first time I read it because you're usually at that uh, early twenties age. Well, I mean, and they've been making movies. They bought the rights. These these guys, rich guys, bought mm-hmm. the rights and have been making movies. And now they're kickstartering the last part. Um. It, they want they are they're asking for handouts for their movie this and is about the ultimate in hypocrisy now here's here's the difference they know it's hypocrisy <laughs> and they're saying it's a marketing ploy oh okay if you read the fact yes they say this whole thing is a marketing ploy so and they- everybody's going to yell at them and it, it they say the movie's already funded they're still asking for two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, but the movie's already been funded. So I don't. This, it's it's. I mean, at this point, I'm just laughing at it because it's so ridiculous. So what are they going to do with the money? Marketing, or oh. marketing. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, um. do you do you really think that they're going to get it? Uh, oh my god they're close they're, they're close <laughs> oh, wow they're what do you close. mean like as soon as you said that i'm like they almost have it already oh, uh, wow, it's just ridiculous funny. and some of these perks are ridiculous uh seventy five hundred bucks and your name is carved into john galt's house i know um, um this is just uh, if you know anything about the philosophy behind it this is absolutely beyond ridiculous and okay yeah mission accomplished we're talking about it yeah no, I. Uh, I mean, I saw the first one and it was terrible. I gave it one star on Netflix because it, it was. Is it like worse than like Kirk Cameron's self-produced crap? Well, his stuff is all all about Jesus. Well, some people people who believe in this stuff think that Ayn Rand is is Jesus. Yeah, I wouldn't go so far as that, but uh, um, I, I would never watch the Kirk Cameron stuff, so I can't really, yeah. I can't comment on it. Uh, he's a nutter. I'm I'm staying away from him. So, but I watched this, and like you know, as a as a fan of the book, I was just turned off by the the movie because it was just so poorly done. There was originally gonna they were gonna have uh, Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie as the as the leads in it. That actually which, might have been which, interesting. Which, which fell through. Yeah, I mean, it, this could have been a fantastic movie series. Yeah, but it you know it got in the hands of 
these idiots and they just kind of <laughs> kind of ruined it you know i'll probably There's, i'll probably go and watch it because i i love the story i love the book um it is fantastic i don't believe in the philosophy anymore at all um but i do love love the book and obviously these guys don't really believe in the philosophy either but uh so yeah um it's it if it, it's on netflix you can go watch the first two okay. i haven't watched the second one yet um, I'm probably going to just because I've invested in the first one and I don't uh, apparently understand the sunk cost fallacy enough to uh, follow it and leave <laughs> it be. So, but this is this is just ridiculous. I, it, it, I we were talking about the the Twitter thing on the, when when we were on break. I actually have like seven or eight mm-hmm. fake uh, character accounts from the movie, and other people were making fake character accounts. <laughs> And following my fake character accounts, so we've got this whole fake virtual Galt's Gulch going on here. You guys should you should just start posting all the links to like help us uh, be a moocher. Click here, help us yeah, be, a, be a moocher. <laughs> you know, I was actually just looking at the Kickstarter page, and I think this is interesting. Under special thanks, did you see this? Special thanks go to Glenn Beck. Not surprising. John Stossel, also not surprising. Sean Hannity, Judge Napolitano, and then here's the one that caught me: Penn Gillette. Pendulette is on Glenn Beck's show all the time. Huh. He's friends with Glenn Beck. Well, I, I don't really have a, too much of a problem with that, but I'm still a little surprised that Pendulette would get involved with this one. Yeah, so yeah, Pendulette's a hardcore libertarian, so it doesn't surprise me that he's on board with like the philosophies. Right. Um, but either way, this is just the most ridiculous Kickstarter I, yet to date. And in the the third movie is is the you know the penultimate speech that john galt gives which in the book is 70 pages i know it's a 70 page speech uh, i don't know how they're gonna edit that that'll be interesting are they just gonna have him up there talking for 30 minutes as part of the movie <laughs> well it's over an hour it's an yeah. hour yeah i because I, I listened to the audiobook version of it on a cross-country drive and i drove from california to pittsburgh and i still didn't get through the whole book <laughs> um but that speech is it's it's about an hour yeah so I don't know. I don't think these guys are talented enough filmmakers to make that engaging. Period. Right. It, I mean, that you you need some like you know Scorsese shit up there to make seventy pages of dialogue interesting. <laughs> yeah, I agree. All right. Well, well another crazy ass Kickstarter story. Yeah, this is this this tops it. Um, I'm going to link uh, an onion rebuttal, <laughs> which because the funny part was the the person that sent me this link uh, was saying. I really thought this was an Onion article that they were kickstarting because it's so ridiculous. So is it real or is it the Onion? Perfect. <laughs> Yo, seriously? Are you shitting me? I find weird stuff online all the time, and this one takes the cake. Now, I love a nap as much as everybody else because I've, I've told you about my Paziz apps and things like that. Yes. This is a napping pillow called the Ostrich Pillow. And you know, an ostrich, it's a tall bird that sticks its head in the sand when it wants to take a nap <laughs> yes uh reminds me of the uh it was the bug blur beast of trawl from the uh, uh the hitchhiker's guidebooks when it, if you close your eyes it thinks it can't see you so that's how you get away from it because it's that dumb that's what an ostrich basically is so this is a pillow that you have you're gonna have to go to the show notes grumpyoldgeeks.com slash what are we 27 yes 27. yeah 27 go to grumpyoldgeeks.com slash 27 and click on the link for the ostrich pillow it 
it is so ridiculous that it cannot I'll try to describe it but it looks like you're a Martian it's got it's got a whole it, it's a whole head pillow that goes over your head but it's got a hole for your nose and your mouth so you can breathe but it covers your eyes and it has two handholds where your ears go so you can put your hands under your head this is the most amazing thing I've ever seen uh, you, description yeah you you need to look at it you you can't describe the ridiculousness until you see it particularly the video it's quite it's amazing um this is one of the most ridiculous things i've ever seen in my entire life uh i but i also am strangely attracted to it and love it i know <laughs> you know you know you know it would be perfect if they did if they put bluetooth speakers inside of it so then you could at least listen to listen yeah. to your music while you have your power naps that would it's be nice great. yeah it's created by a company called studio banana things a which, great name Great name, perfect for what this company does. Um, they, they call it your cozy cocoon, <laughs> and I don't know. It just it, all, you know what they also need to put in there is a fan because this thing looks ridiculously hot. It does. It does look hot. I mean, I love the concept of the company, and the grommets is a great name, and and they're finding interesting things and putting them up there, and and a huge you know round of applause for not kickstartering it just doing it and putting it out there good for you guys uh i'm a little concerned they shut down their comment boards for comments and there, there aren't even that many really uh, what are they concerned about here i don't i don't like when people do that um you know what i bet it well no this is this site is yeah it's called gromit um i think it's, it looks like it's one of those you know etsy type of sites yeah exactly. Um, so i thought i thought maybe it's it's probably a, a timed shut off you know, like with WordPress, a lot of people turn off comments after, say, two weeks because any comments you get after two weeks, 99.9% of the time are spam. So right. you turn off comments automatically after two weeks. Right. So this might be that kind of thing. So I don't want to go too much into that. Cool. What, what, I, what I really want is just – I got to want one now. The <laughs> that they're expensive. 99 bucks for the, for the power nap pillow. <laughs> 99 bucks to look like a twat. Yeah. <laughs> It's pretty. And if if you look at it when it's laying on its side, it looks like some kind of sexual device. <laughs> it, it 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 is exceedingly odd, and I I would just probably lose my mind if I actually saw somebody in public uh, with this thing on. It's it's pretty awesome. <laughs> I just I kind of want to get one and put like a a webcam in it so I can watch so I can take pictures of people looking at me wearing it <laughs> like a, like on a plane. You know, you wear this thing on a plane. Yeah. Oh, there's an oh, aw- there's an awesome comment in here from from somebody named Kate. This looks like a Far Side cartoon. "Quote: Always one to sacrifice style for comfort." Eloise realized she may have gone too far this time. End quote. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty funny there, Kate. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> this is I. Uh, I'm, I'm done with it. Just just go check it out. <laughs> Seriously, it'll, it'll it'll make you smile. Yeah, it will make you smile. Awesome find. Security. So the security stuff this week isn't uh, very uh, in-depth. I just want to bring up a rally that's happening that uh, I have some friends that are going to and will be speaking at, uh, notably my friend uh, Shenny Jardin from Boing Boing and uh, Anil Dash are going to be speaking there. But there's a lot of major players. It's it's the rally against mass surveillance. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's a lot of people going to march on Washington about all the spying that we've been talking about for 26 episodes. Um, Tim Berners-Lee, the inventor of the web, Glenn Greenwald, the journalist who's releasing the Snowden stuff, which is very interesting that he's coming here. I know. Um, 
Ai Weiwei, who's somebody I'd really like to see. He doesn't speak English, though, so hopefully I'll have a translator. <laughs> one would imagine. <laughs> uh, Will Wheaton, which is a surprise one. Uh, well, um, you know, he's he's Mr. Internet these days, too. Will Wheaton and uh, George T- Wait, no George Takei? No George Takei. Well, there's a full list. I think Cory Doctorow is speaking, too, which is weird that they don't have him as a, a prime one. Um, yeah, Ai Weiwei is... If you've never seen the Ai Weiwei document, documentary, check it out. It's really cool. Yeah. Uh, John Cusack. <laughs> Oh, God. He's he's not going to speak. He's going to he's going to record his he's going to record his speech, and and put it on a cassette, box. and put it on a boombox <laughs> and play it. That would be awesome if he did that. That would be pretty awesome. Oh, Jake Applebaum's going to be there. That's yeah. cool. I thought he I thought he was uh, on the run from the the law. Right. Well, so there's the uh, oh, oh, and the guy the creator of the Icon Has Cheeseburger Network will be there. Oh, thank God. I'm yeah. sure he has a lot to be concerned about. Um, yeah, I'm sure the facial recognition software in Washington, D.C. is going to be going overdrive that weekend. Well, everybody's going to be wearing their uh, V for Vendetta mask. Uh, well, I would be wearing mine if I could go, but it's October 25th, and I don't think I'm going to be that's this side of the country when that happens. I'll probably be on your side of the country. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, this is. Uh, I, I would like to attend it as well, but uh, I just can't take the time out to fly to Washington D.C. just to do this. But uh, apparently, you can uh, get involved online, uh, viewing parties in cities around the world. I, I'm going to see if there's a viewing party around here. That might be actually pretty interesting. Oh, maybe we can do that together. Yeah, if I'm out some, there, we uh, should do that. Yeah, if we're if we're out, let's uh, let's go to it together and hang out and uh, meet some interesting people. Hopefully, they will all be wearing like uh, tin foil underwear. But we'll you know we'll see. Uh, um, check out the shirts too. I like the the shirt, the icon shirt. Yeah, it's pretty cool with the eye with the the hand saying stop. Um, check it out. Check it out for sure. If yeah. you're in, if you're into this kind of stuff, it's at rally.stopwatching.us. Us. Yeah, so if you're, stop if, watching us. If you've been listening to us, you you probably are into this. Go take a look at the website. Sign up for the petition. This is uh this is important stuff, people. It's very important. So, uh, yeah. If I if I can't make it to the thing, I'll definitely. Uh, We'll post if we're going to do a uh, a watching party. Cool. For sure. For sure. Definitely. Maybe we'll just all go to Finn's and bring it up on the iPad. <laughs> just one iPad. We'll all hunker around one iPad. Exactly. A mini. We'll get a mini. We'll get a mini. The web's not dead. So I found a site that somebody linked to called After iOS 7 yes. Icons. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a Tumblr site, and it uh, just chronicles... Uh, different apps on what they look like before and after iOS 7 and the simplifications that are going on. And how boring iOS 7 is. <laughs> well, with these icons, I have to agree. I totally have to agree. Yeah. I think I really like some of the old stuff, and the new stuff is just... Yeah, it's it's way too simple. It's uh, I just It feels, like I said the other week, which was just, you know, I'd had it for exactly a day at that point. It's boring me. It feels like a toy. Like you know, the iOS six uh, tilt shift video icon, which I don't even have. That's an amazing icon for in oh, in uh, iOS six. In iOS seven, it's so boring, and it doesn't tell you what it does. Well, no. iOS six didn't actually tell you what it did either. But it looked more. <laughs> it looked like a camera. It was basically a really nice camera icon. Yeah. And now it's a it's a magnifying glass with a shutter graphic in it which makes no sense yeah um, De- depth and shading and backgrounds are all being taken out um it's just ugh, ugh, blah blah yeah. so it's just a wrong design move on on their side and yeah i'm glad you're kind of coming around to my initial impression which was just knee-jerk i had nothing to back me up but now we have this this backs it up just look at this site guys and uh and gals out there and, t- and tell me that ios 7 isn't boring 
Yeah, I mean, I guess you can overuse drop shadows, but I like drop shadows. <laughs> and, and, and you'll notice that the, the main difference is almost every single icon pre-7 had a mm-hmm. drop shadow. Yep. In so, in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. And now they're gone. And yep. I don't know. I and just, I miss I them. It. Yeah. I don't know <laughs> yeah. what it is. Well, any About, any sense of realism is gone, too. A lot of icons had at least some sense. Well, not a lot. But quite a few icons had some sense of realism to it. And now it's all just kind of straight, you know, cartoony, you know, just straight up vectors, blah, blah. Boring. Yes. Yeah, super bare minimalism mm-hmm. is, is what it's what it boils down to. And, uh, oh, the Geohopper one, that's a total, if you could check out, if you got to scroll for a while, but it was uh, the Geohopper one, the old icon yeah. is gorgeous. It kind of tells me something about what it does, and the new one is just crap. Yeah, that's, that one's it's, all the way down at the bottom. It's the last one on the page. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, check it out. And yep. uh, these guys are still posting stuff, so it's worth uh, keeping an eye on if you're interested in the, the progression of what's happening with it. <laughs> That's it. That's all I got. It's yep. just it's it's an interesting one. It seems to be the theme for me today is new does not mean improved. No, it does not. But this gnat that's flying around my head is going to kill it. <laughs> okay. Good, good catch. Ew, candy, 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 candy. Uh, have you ever listened to the uh, What the Fuck podcast with Mark Marin? Uh, I've listened to a few of them. I, I, I Mostly the musician ones because he gets some really interesting people that wouldn't pop up anywhere else. Um, but I don't listen to it regularly. I used to listen to it regularly, but he, it's the same with a lot of these comics. It, they get depressing over time. <laughs> they, they really are just like damaged people at the core. Yeah. And if you listen to them too much, it, it rubs off. Yeah, I told you that that happened to me with Adam Carolla. It was starting to put me in just like I was becoming a real asshole because I was listening to him constantly. I was bathing in Carolla-ness, and it, it really sunk into me. Yeah, it can do that. Yeah. So I, I stayed away from it for a long time, but I noticed um, – I, w- I was going through my list of podcasts, and I, every week I try and listen to like three or four new podcasts on just random topics that I've never listened to, just mm-hmm. to maybe find a gem. Right. And if for some reason, I got back to the WTF show, and I saw that he did Simon Pegg. And I am a huge Simon Pegg fan, if you couldn't tell from last week's episode. <laughs> As am we I. talked about The World's End. You know? si- Simon Pegg can do very little wrong, and he's just very funny. And this turns out it's uh, episode 415 of the WTF podcast. I'll link it in the show notes. It is an amazing hour with Simon Pegg. I had no idea how cool or smart he was. He is really smart. (laughs) Well, I will Um, be downloading that one. Uh, I'll wait until after since we're already having Skype issues. But, uh, yeah, I can't wait to listen to it. Um, He does it. He does it. Uh, Mark Marin does a really interesting job with people. He comes at an angle that I would never think of, so I'm interested to see how his chat with him goes. Yeah, it, I, I mean, he's a good interviewer. I mean, mm-hmm. after 415 episodes, you get pretty good at it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, so he, he pulls out a lot of stuff from from Simon, and they talk a lot about the movie, and they talk a lot about culture, the infantilization of people nowadays. Like, 40 is now 18, you know? Oh, it's, yeah, without a doubt. <laughs> it's um, They go into some some little bits of politics and marxism and it's it's a really really interesting podcast it's it's way better than i thought it was even going to be so that was one find this week second find this week was a show called this is actually happening okay. it's been around for a while mm-hmm. but they just moved to mule radio and mule radio uh is launching like six or seven new shows this week or last week 
so I checked it out, and uh, the first one was, what if you spent four years in solitary confinement? It's the first one on Mule, but it's actually episode 34. Okay. Um, it was fascinating. It was completely fascinating. It sounds and incredibly depressing. Here's the thing. They're... The stories on here are just crazy stories about people's lives. Like the the next one I listened to was um, this kid who left. I think I think he left China. It was hard to tell from the beginning because I was in a drive through. Um, but he was like seven years old. His father was in a concentration camp. They got on. They they left the country. They were coming to America. They got on a boat. He was seven. His twelve year old sister was taken by pirates at gunpoint in front of him. They never saw her again. Jeez. Comes comes to the states becomes a gangster they move because he's going to kill somebody that was going to that robbed his mom at gunpoint and now he's a hairdresser (laughs) you know you do it's just these crazy stories it's there i i really think this is one of my because i like the moth and in like you know those storytelling shows there's a lot of really good storytelling podcasts out there right now yeah but this one this is this is just an interesting take because it's you know, mainly the person just telling the story, and there's there's you know the host, and it's got really cool music. You're, you're going to love the music, their <laughs> intro and outro music. Um, cool, but check it out. It's called Actually Happening, and you can go to the old site and find the old episodes, which I recommend because, I mean, the four years in solitary confinement is pretty cray cray, as right. they say, <laughs> but the older ones I'm finding are just as good. So <laughs> yeah, this is actually happening. Check cool. it out. I'm going to check it out. And definitely so, the Simon Pegg one, without a doubt. That should be a, a hoot. Oh, absolutely. And I might throw in a few more in the show notes because I got a lot that I found this week that was really cool that we just don't have time to talk about. So if I, I'll, I'll throw some new stuff in there, too. But, yeah, this, this just bouncing around the podcast directories and just picking up random shows is turning out to be pretty entertaining. Excellent. Well, I'll keep relying on you to send me ones. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. Who's this asshole? Guido Careful what you say about the Italians. I'm Italian. I'm a De Filippo. <laughs> Guido Barilla. Uh, I don't think that uh, you'll stand by this guy, though. Uh, probably not. No, probably not. So he is the uh, the current CEO of uh, the Barilla Pasta Company, which uh, I think we've all had before. It's in every store. Uh, you know, a lot of people go get it. A lot of people are raised on eating it. Uh, the gays can go eat someone else's pasta. <laughs> that sounds dirty. Oopsies. <laughs> uh, somebody's really got to keep these CEOs off Twitter or keep microphones away from them. And if they if they have beliefs like this, shut them the fuck up. Uh, this is just what a douchebag. It, it exploded all over my Facebook feed, uh, maybe just because I have quite a few friends that are either very involved with gay rights or are gay themselves. Uh, nobody's going to be eating this pasta for a while. What a big fuck up. Apparently, there was a follow-up story that came out right before we started to record where they apologized, but not really. So I haven't read that yet. So sounds like they did a really shitty job of, of trying to do the mea culpa. Yeah, I read the apology. It was not very good. Okay, there you go. It, it, was, it was like, yeah, we're sorry you feel that way, but still, if you're fruity, go eat somebody else's pasta. That's that's <laughs> kind of the tone that it came off as. It's like, yeah, go yeah. away. <laughs> but here's the deal. Look at this is Chick Fil A 2.0. This yeah. is all this is exactly <laughs> Chick Fil A 2.0. You you drive by a Chick Fil A, lines are just as long. This yeah. is this is going to blow over. People are still going to eat the pasta because it's everywhere. Well, you know, it, it goes back even further than that. You know, Nike. It's been well known. Child labor, blah blah blah. Horrible company. Uh, they're still selling left, right, and center, and people buy them every day. Still a huge did company. You, did you see the new reissues of the Jordans from '98? Uh, I did not. 
I'm going to get a pair of those. So. <laughs> so, so whip the kids a little harder. I want the black, white, and red ones, please. And I want them cheaper, damn it. I do. They're 100 bucks. Yeah. They weren't that much when they first came out. I guess yeah. inflation. Yeah. So uh, that's, the, that's our asshole of the week. Stupid, stupid man. Yep, pretty much. He, he's not doing any favors to the Italians, that's for damn sure. No, not at all. Although I do like the tweak. Uh, thanks, Barilla. Another reason to buy quinoa pasta instead of your white flower poison. Uh, no, you stupid hippies. <laughs> quinoa pasta? That's a thing? I, I'm sure it's a Whole Foods thing. Oh, God. But here's the thing. This is the one weird thing. He's in favor of gay marriage, just not child adoption. So this is, this is a weird... It's yeah. I, here's the deal. I don't give a shit. I really don't. I'm not going to eat his pasta. He's a douche. Yeah. Uh, if you're running a company, keep your personal opinions to yourself. Yeah, seriously. You don't. We don't care what you think. I don't. I don't give a shit. So shut up. <laughs> uh, I never bought this pasta, anyways. But I definitely. I would avoid it now. But it'll blow over, and they'll still be fine, and and nothing will ever change, and nothing matters. Oh God, I'm starting to get depressed. <laughs> Press stop. <laughs> So just a little bit of follow-up to our friend uh, David and Chen that we talked about last time who uh, got hit by a car. They are doing okay. Um, The driver stopped. It was not a hit-and-run. David had a concussion, and he's doing okay. Um, Chen had some injuries. She's doing okay. So uh, our thoughts are with them, and uh, speedy recovery. Yeah, good to hear that you guys are doing all right, and uh, hang in there. Yeah, definitely. We need you around. <laughs> Got to keep listening. Tell your friends. Oh, <laughs> uh, so I I've been going back to uh, watching Fight Club again. Oh God, I've been feeling that movie. I uh, you know I stopped watching it for a long time because it just it yeah I'd seen it too many times. But right. recently I've gone back to it, and damn if it doesn't resonate still. It really oh, does. Now more than ever, as they say. More than ever. <laughs> I um, saw that movie three times in the theater the day it came out. I, I, I watched it, and then I went back, and I watched it again, and then went home, had some lunch, came back, and watched it again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did not do anything like that, but I've easily watched that movie at least ten times. Um, it's a great movie. It's a fantastic book. I've read the book twice. <clears throat> In fact, I'd actually really rather read the book again than, than see the movie again right now. But unfortunately, I, I definitely need to have something for the at the library next week. So I got to find a new book. <laughs> yeah, I've got I've actually got it on Audible. I got it on sale. So I, I started to listen to it. And it was so much different from the movie, which was my first run in with it, mm-hmm. that it's it's a little difficult for me to, to quote unquote read. Right. But um, do you think the book is better than the movie? Um, no, it's a weird thing where there there are some differences. I think you know the point is is the same uh, that they get to, but I, I like both approaches. I mean, the movie is one of my all time favorite movies. It's it's shot so well, it's done so well, and they did such a good job of getting the story across, but doing it in a way that worked thematically and and on on a screen so much better. Um, but the book is also just uh, straight up unbelievable. So there, I, I see them as different entities with the same point. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's good that it's pretty much on par. Yeah, definitely. Never, never saw the play because <laughs> it was a play. Uh, book, yeah. It was a book. It was a book, then a play, then a movie. <laughs> so I'll skip the play part. I, I mean, I love the theater, but uh, I'll skip that. But I don't know. It's just, I just want to bring it up because it's really, um, 
with with the craziness that I've been going through with the move with my family, yeah, and seeing how destructive just collecting shit can be. <laughs> um, the video that I posted on our website is us burning old furniture that we couldn't that nobody would take, and we had to. It was the last day of of being in the house, so we were we had a giant burn pile, and we burned stuff for probably eight hours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's how that's how much old old furniture that we had so it on the on the website i was doing an iphone 5s test that's lowercase s i found out from a snarky commenter on facebook asshole <laughs> um but the the that crazy slow-mo stuff that i posted on the grumpy old geek site which you should watch full screen 1080p yes. facebook video is terrible I, I had no idea how bad facebook video was until i started posting from my phone right wow wow that's bad they don't even try <laughs> It's like they, I mean, FFmpeg, which is the command line, you know, video processor that everybody uses to process video, they apparently don't know how to use it or have the flag set wrong because it's terrible. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, it's a, I enjoyed watching the video, so it was, it was pretty cool. And, and the, the camera seems light years ahead of even just the one that I had on the five, so. Yeah, trust me, it's worth it for the camera. Although, a uh, um, quick note, which uh, just sprung to mind, because you just mentioned that you got a snarky commenter for putting the 5 and the S capitalized. Uh, Facebook apparently just rolled out the ability to finally edit your own posts. So you can go back and change history. Okay, well, I can't change the splash screen on the video, which is where it's at. Oh, so. damn it. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, just because I've made a decision in my life that everything I own fits in my car. You know, I can travel with everything I own at the drop of a hat. Right. And people look at me like I'm I'm a lunatic. And when I see what happens with, you know, people who just collect stuff over time, we're, we're going to actually have a collector on the show probably next week uh, or two weeks in two weeks um, who collects vinyl records, mm-hmm. thousands of thousands of records. It's yes. just not my, my style. So watching this movie again just kind of reinforces, you know, that whole thing. And it, it, it might be just a generational thing. It really might be because people who are older than me don't understand it. And people who are younger than me don't seem to quite get it either. So I don't know if it's a Gen Xer type of thing. Well, the, people that, uh, the people that are younger than us, there's very little physical items anymore anyways. Everything is digital. So they, they, have, they, they never formed attachments to it the, the way that our generation did. You know, the CDs and the vinyl records and, and the pride of ownership and the physical items and, and the collecting thing. Um, that's just not part of their culture. Uh, people older, well, same kind of deal. There wasn't as much mass production of, of items. so And uh, things cost a lot more and you, you got by with what you had. You didn't uh, want to, you know, have everything the way that uh, we were kind of raised to do. Yeah. I mean, that's my take know. on it anyways. <laughs> okay. Well... I'm it, it, the the funny part is the only thing that uh when we first started doing the show I was having my my digital pack ratness you know question so I deleted all these old archives and I'm going back through and doing it again so pretty much I'm just <laughs> going to have a standard OS install by the time I'm done I think um, but if yeah. you I mean if you haven't seen the movie which I find hard to believe uh, but there are still people out there who haven't seen it. But just go watch Fight Club. Yeah, seriously, it's, it's amazing and it's it's beyond relevant today. And uh, you know, you don't own the things; the things own you. Good paraphrase. Good paraphrase. Yeah, close enough. And, uh, it's been a while. And when you're done, and when you're done, you can go watch. Uh, you can go watch Atlas Shrugged. <laughs> yeah, or or not. 
<laughs> we're not. Definitely we're not. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's all I got this week, man. Yeah, me too. So uh, let's uh, pack it up and get ready for next week. Word. Word. Keep up with the Grumpy Old Geeks on the web at GrumpyOldGeeks.com, on Facebook at Facebook.com slash GrumpyOldGeeks, or email them at podcast at GrumpyOldGeeks.com. Have a good week. Okay, last one to kill a bad guy buys the beer. We're driving to Florida!